Good morning. Please stand for the reading of the word. Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Romans 6, 1 through 4. You may be seated. Thank you, Sonia. Hey, so glad you're here today. And before we get going, I just wanted to uh, recap the last couple of weeks. Um, first of all, I do like I'm super proud of the fact that even though we didn't get to do the uh, Spring Fling Carnival with Herd Mixon Elementary here, the fact that we had 70 people that were willing to go. And uh, if you want to know what kind of church we are, we're the kind of church that throws carnivals for other people. <laughs> And we like it. So, uh, but we're, and I look, I know that May 19th is a different date. You may not be able to do it. I get it. I get all that, but just want to say thank you. Also, I don't know how many of y'all came to the Saturday night service. Anybody here come to Saturday night? Man, I was blown away, y'all. Blown away Saturday night. We'd never done one before. And I, t- I think I told y'all last Sunday, I woke up uh, Saturday morning thinking, you know, why did I let Cam talk me into doing a Saturday night service? But um, it was, man, it was great. And uh, just super excited. And then also wanted to say that we had a uh, women's event uh, in the March. We had 75 women here and, and they did a great job. And so a lot of good things happened and a lot of things to make me proud. And it's not about me. Just want to share with you that I was really proud of uh, any effort or volunteerism or your participation in any of that. And so just want to say that. All right. Let's talk about today. We are in uh, part two of Romans. We're doing Romans. Romans has 16 chapters. We did the first four chapters, took a break. Last week, we started chapter five, and we'll be here for a few weeks, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll go through the whole year just doing it and taking a break so that uh, we just feel like it's a better better rhythm. And so last week, we we talked about it. Today, I want to talk about questions, just uh, different questions. um, That Paul is going to, he's going to introduce a question to us today, and then... uh, I just started thinking that life is a series of questions, that life's a series of questions, and some are hard, some are rhetorical, some are dumb, some are endless. Uh, and the the basis for questions is, is when you answer them correctly, usually things go well, that there's success when you answer questions correctly. And you answer poorly, it usually leads to failure or not so good situations. And I said this first service, and you may know someone, someone whenever I have illustrations like this, someone will... Uh, come up to me after the service and go, I knew a guy and he didn't get any questions right in high school and he's a millionaire. I'm like, okay, great. Are they at church today? Because I want to talk to them about giving some money to the church. So anyway, so... So there's different kind of questions. So there's always, there's always exceptions to the rules. All right, so here we go as far as this illustration. But they have different types of questions. Like there's trivia questions. You ever meet people who have, man, they are trivia people. They, they don't know anything about anything, but you, they know trivia answers. Like, what is the capital of Florida? Okay, we got some trivia people here. Okay, great. Nobody in first service got, I'm just kidding. They didn't. We got self-reflecting questions. Why did I eat all that? You ever ask yourself, why did I eat that? Every day. We have theological questions. What is God's will for my life? You ever thought that? Man, what is God? You ever asked my, what do you think God's will my life? People ask me, I'm like, I don't have any idea. So, 
we have important questions like where's the remote you know what i'm saying what channel are the braves on or how do i get a newborn to sleep through the night we have these things that are just important to us we have fun questions where do you want to go out to eat where do you want to go on vacation we have these questions there's even songs. You know, I was when I was studying questions. Uh, I know you think, "Would you would you study that?" I was just in curiosity. You know, there's very few movies that are a question. Very few. There's a few. What about Bob? There's a, there's a couple of them that are that are questions. Most people don't want to go to a movie that's a question. But there's songs that are questions. Like like I started thinking about this. Like like Whitney wants to know how well I know. How well I know. <laughs> the Clash. Want to know, should I stay or should I go? They don't all rhyme, though. It would have been good if I'd have rhymed them all. It would have been really good. Baja men want to know, who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? And if you're singing that all day, you can thank me. Elton wants to know, can you feel the love tonight? So we have these song questions. And then we have complex questions. Complex, like one question leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. It's complex questions like, will it rain? On Friday, again, it's, lame. it's raining the last eight Fridays. We had these complex questions that just one leads to another. And then we have practical questions like, wonder how long this sermon's going to be. Wonder if El Charo will be crowded. You're already thinking these things. And there's kid questions. Kid questions are like, why? But why? And are we there yet? How long? Well, Paul... He's going to talk about a question here where he's going to, he's going to um, give us this question. And I'm going to give you a background before you get the question. Last week, uh, we talked about just in Romans 5, God's incredible love for us. As a matter of fact, the whole first part of Romans was that God loves you. He's got this plan for your life, that, that you need Jesus Christ. And, and Paul's been walking us through that uh, left to ourselves. It's not good. You need Christ. And he talks about this wonderful life that, 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 that Jesus Christ, when you accept Christ, you get this wonderful life and that, uh, that you have forgiveness, that God's grace saves you. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't be good enough to get it. As a matter of fact, we're not good so that we can be saved. We are good because we are saved. That We've walked through all this. And then we get to Romans 6, where he asks a question. And I, this is what I love about the Bible. If you want to, like, I, what I love about the Bible is a lot of times people think the Bible is just a historical book, or it's a book that I can't understand. It has no practical benefit for my life. And when I read the Bible, that's not true. That's not true. And so Paul gives, he immediately tells us everything great, and then he goes to human nature. He goes to human nature. And so he asks this question. Here's the question. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Now, he's spent the first five chapters telling us, man, God's grace is so great. His love is so great that it's unbelievable, unbelievable, and that you're forgiven. And so these people are starting to think, well, if it's so great, then you know what I'll do? I'll just keep sinning. I'll keep sinning. I'll keep, I'll keep doing whatever I want to do. And God will give me more and more forgiveness. God will, God will give me more and more grace. As a matter of fact, this is how we operate a lot of times, if we're honest. I was talking to a woman years ago that she was going to leave her husband. And I was talking to her and I said, this is not the move for you. This is not the move for you biblically. This is not God's will for your life. And she looked at me and she said, I know, but I know God will forgive me. 
Now, it's really easy for me to pick on that woman, but the truth is you and I do the same things. We have areas of our life where we think, you know what? God's going to forgive me, so I'll just keep doing what I'm doing so he can keep forgiving me. And so Paul asked the question, should you, keep, should you live that way? Should you keep on living that way? Can you just do whatever you want and follow Jesus? If, if, if Jesus is so great and he gets can you just do whatever you want? And then Paul gives us a three-word answer here. Here's the three-word answer. Of course not. Of course not. Of course you can't. You can't just do whatever you want to do and follow Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't do it. You can't just stomp on his grace. You can't just take what he did for, for granted. You can't do it. He said, of course not. You would never. So here's the message for today. Here's the message for today. Why? Why? And I'm going to answer that question today. But I need some air conditioning on. I'm getting to turn up the heat, baby. I'm going to turn it up. As a matter of fact, I gave first service both barrels. I don't know if I have enough for y'all, but I'm going to try, all right? Why? <clears throat> Here's why. And if you've heard me preach before, I ha you've seen this illustration, this metaphor, whatever you want to call it, probably a hundred times. If you haven't seen it, if you forgot it, great. Jesus described our life being... life where we're walking down a road that when you're whatever whatever wherever you're at whether you're a follower of christ not a follower of christ you're walking down a road i feel some feedback if we could can we can we check that i, I can hear it and the only reason why i'm bringing it up because i just don't want anybody to think that was bothering them if you hear it are you going to move over here how's that okay I'll, I'll try to stay here it's going to be difficult but anyway all right that when you follow christ it's like walking down a road as a matter of fact, Jesus said that broad is the road that leads to destruction. That's how he described it. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. This road, that you're on, you're on this road, you're on this path. They're all on this path. And he said, many, many find it. And then he said, narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Now, Jesus said this. I didn't say it. Jesus said this. And the reason why this is such an important teaching of can you just do whatever you want to do? Can you follow Jesus Christ and do whatever you want to do? If his love is so great, if his forgiveness is so great, why can't I just keep doing what I want to do? Live the way I want to live and let him just forgive me over and over and over again. Here's why. It's because you and I are on a new path. We follow a new path. See, the, the path that you were on before, you were on the road before you accepted Christ. You were on a road to lead to destruction. As a matter of fact, it was a road that led to death. It was literally a dead end that ended in death. That's where it led. It says the wages of sin is death, that we were on this path going to death. We were going to die. That Paul writes to us and says that you shouldn't keep doing this because you're on a new path, that we've gone down this path. When you accept Christ, you, you, you take Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you accept Christ, that you are literally on a new path and the scripture he, he points to in Romans 6 it says this since we have died to sin how can we continue to live in it or have you forgotten that we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism he points to baptism we talked about this in the baptism sermon a, a few weeks ago that he points to baptism as this picture of you're being a new life that when you are baptized when a person is baptized, that they are, they are laid into the water. And if we don't like them, we hold them down a little bit longer than others. If they've been really bad, 
but with their laying on, and it's, it's, they go into a water grave, a water grave, that they die, that they die. Their sins are washed away. This is all figurative. This is going, they says, you are going into the water and then you come out of the water and you are, you are, you're making this declaration that I am not a new path, that I'm on a new path, that I'm not the same. And the Paul talks about that. You actually died to the road that goes to the dead end that leads to death. You died that you're not going there anymore. You make decisions. I'm not going there anymore. You ever made decisions like that? Something happens. You go, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going there anymore. I'm done with that. That's what you're saying to sin in your life. That's why you can't keep living the way you're living when you follow Jesus Christ, because you are on a new path. You have chosen a new path. I'm following Christ. This, that led to death. This is leading to life. Why in the world would I do that? Why would I want to stay there in that? That's what Paul is writing to us. He says, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, we may live a new life. We have this new path and it leads to we live a new life. We live a new life. That we actually have life. That Christ, when you accept Christ, he gives you life. Whatever you had before, whatever I had before, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't life. It was leading to death that we were dying a little every day. Dying, dying, dying. And boom, Christ enters our life. I got a new path. And I've talked about this so many times in my life. When I accepted Jesus Christ, look, my, my parents didn't go to church. Look, I was as lost as could be. When I accepted Christ, my life changed. I had a new life. I had to figure some stuff out. I immediately realized that I did not talk like Jesus. I, man, I had F-bombs and everything like that. My language was bad. And I realized, and nobody came to me and said, Gary, you got to clean up your language. Because when I accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit came inside me. I read God's word and I said, I've got to start changing the way I talk. Because you know why? Because that's death and I'm life. I'm life now. I'm changing. I'm starting to, and I want to speak like Jesus did. I want to I breathe life. I want to talk life and I want to change some things. Now, here's the truth. Listen to me. Here's where you got to catch. I'm not 100% in this. Every now and then I'll say something I shouldn't say. Is anybody with me today or the rest of you liars? Thank you. Great. Yes. But eternally, I have been giving life. I've been given life. I'm on a new life. Practically, I'm still working out some things. But here's the truth. When I say what I don't want to say, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I don't want to do that. It bothers me. You ever commit a sin and lay awake at night? Man, it bothers me. I get on my knees and say, God, I ought to do better. I'm the pastor. I ought to do better. I'm a Christ follower. I've been following you for years. I'm sick of this about me. I don't want to live like that anymore. It's killing me. And Christ says you're on a new life and he helps us to live in a new way. So why would you want to keep on doing what's killing you? Scripture. Talked about this last week, this very thing. Since we've been united with Christ, with him in his death, we will also be raised to life that we've been raised to live the new life, not the old life. Which, and here's the third reason. I know some of you are thinking, boy, we're getting out here early. We're not. <laughs> We have a new freedom. We have a new freedom that you and I have this new freedom that I've not only got a new life, I'm not only on a new path, I've been given freedom. I've been set free. Here's, here's the thing. Before you accept Jesus Christ, here's the truth. You're a slave to sin. Sin owns you. You, I don't believe that. I'm telling you, it's true. Sin owns you. It's your master that you're a slave to sin, it is your master. 
and it leads to death. And you've got to have someone who would free you from that, to break the chains of that, that even though you still sin from time to time, you don't live in it because Jesus Christ has broken the chains of sin, that he's actually given us freedom, that I can live the life he's come to live. I can walk this path and there may be stumbles, but he's there to pick me up. He carries me along. He's given me a body of believers to rally around me, to hold me accountable, to help me. He's given me his word. He's given me a spirit that you and I have been set free. And Jesus said this, If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. And that's for eternity. Look at the scripture here. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died to break the power of sin, but now he lives, he lives to the glory of God. And he gives this picture that, man, when we died again, baptism, we were raised alive, we are just like Jesus. Death and sin have no more power in our lives. You are not helpless anymore. You can't tell anybody. You can't just say, I couldn't help myself. Yes, you can. You accept Jesus Christ. Couldn't help myself. Yes, you can. You follow Jesus Christ. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, you get on the path that leads to life. And guess what? He'll help you break all those chains, all those bondage of you got in your life, all those patterns in your life. I'm telling you. We could end the message right there. Except Paul doesn't. So blame him, not me. All right, great. So we get to this point right here. And then Paul comes up with this one word. Oh, now here's the confession. Whenever anybody posts anything on social media and they start off with, so, I never read it because it's going to be really long. Whenever anybody starts a story and they go, so, so, we're going to be here for a couple more hours. So, so what do you do with something like that? What do you do? You've been given a new path, a new life, and a new freedom. So, what do you do? And I'm going to give you three words, and the last one's going to break down to four more words. Three words to four words. So here we go, and i got I got to roll, all right? The first is this, you reckon. You reckon. The word reckon, it means that you, you come to this place in your life. As a matter of fact, if we get the scripture right there. Paul says, so, so, he says, so you should also consider yourselves. A lot of translations use the word reckon. The word reckon is is like consider on steroids. That you just don't consider. We consider a lot of things. You can, you can be passive and consider, yeah, I might do this, might do that. No, 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 that's not what he's saying. He says, you reckon. Reckoning is this, is this act where, you know what? I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm reckoning. I'm making a decision that I'm going to reckon myself. I'm going to reckon that I'm reckoning yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to Christ. I'm drawing a line in the sand and I'm not doing it anymore. I'm considering myself alive to God and dead to sin. And this affects everything. This changes everything. This changes how I think. It changes what I do. It changes the habits I have. And I start to make this. I'm drawing a line of sand. Whatever it is, I'm drawing a line of sand. I'm saying, I'm not doing that anymore. That's what it is to reckon. And we do this with other areas of our life. We do it in other areas of our life. You you, you let somebody uh, raise a bill on you. 
raise a bill and you got to pay more with you, you've done wreck. I'm going somewhere else. You let somebody do something and mess mess with your family. I'm I'm gonna we're, I'm wrecking. We're going we're going to talk when I see them. That's what it is to reckon. It's not I'm gonna consider this. I'm gonna consider this. No 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 no. I'm reckoning. So the first one's easy. You and I are going to reckon that I am dead to sin and I'm alive to God. I want to follow Jesus Christ. I want to go. I want life. The second is this. You reclaim. You reclaim. That I'm going to reclaim and, or, or claim for the first time. That if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, you're going to claim this for the first time. That Christ has given you life. That he's given you life. That, 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 that you, are, you are breaking free, you've been set free, that you're on a new path, that you are reclaiming this in your life. Because here's what happens. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, then you've never claimed it. But what happens to a lot of us sometimes is that we claimed it a long time ago, but something happened, we drifted, whatever, we drifted, went sideways, whatever, and we need to reclaim this and say, you know what, I reckoned it, now I'm going to reclaim it. Here's what you reclaim. Look at the scripture. He says, do not let sin control the way you live. Now I'm going to read it again. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. That you have reckoned and you're going to reclaim that I have this position, I'm going to life. Why would I want any part of that stuff anymore? Why would I want to do that? That sin's not whatever it is. If it's what I say, if it's what I do, if it's what I think, if it's what I look at, it's who I hang out with, it's any of those stuff, what I put in my body, I am stopping that. Because I have reckoned that I don't want that anymore. And I'm reclaiming my position that Jesus gives life, he gives love, he gives peace, he gives joy, he gives patience, that he has given me forgiveness, and I want to follow him. That's what it is. You're reclaiming that position. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. Now, I spent some time in this first service. I want you to think for a second. Think for a second that you were here today and, 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 and I said, All right, how many of you have given yourself completely to God? And someone were to stay up and said, I haven't given myself completely, but I've given myself 95% to God. Most of us go, that's great, 95% is great. Let me tell you what 95% is. It's 5% short. Yeah. Jesus Christ didn't ask us for 95%. He asked us to follow him. He says, you take up your cross and follow me. Look, I know some of you are like, oh, God, why am I here today? I should have come last week on Easter when everybody was happy. (laughs) Hear me, hear me, hear me. Super important. Super important. 95% is 5% short. Jesus wants all of us. Look, look, hear me, hear me. He wants all of us that, man, you make this decision that you're going to follow God completely. Wherever he leads, wherever he goes, that that's the path I'm on. Look, it ain't easy. It's not easy to forgive when you don't want to. It's not easy to do the right thing. I'll talk about it in a second. It's not always easy to, to do what God's calling us. But man, I'm following him. And when I fall short, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to dust myself off. I'm going to repent. And I'm going to keep falling again. That's the path that Christ is calling us to. And he says... For you were dead, and now you have new life. That's why. That's why you give yourself to God. It's a life for life. That Christ gave his life for you, and you give your life to him. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right to the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. 
for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. See, when we get grace, we don't stomp on it. We appreciate it. When we get grace, man, we, we value it, man. We're, we're so grateful that, man, I, whatever he's calling me to do, do it. You calling me to give? You want me to serve? I'll go. I'll do it because that's what it is to follow Jesus Christ. Which leads me to the fourth one. The third one, which is four words, is respond. So, you reckon, you reclaim, and you respond. I'm going to give you four ways you know that you're responding to God's will in your life. Four ways to know that you're responding to God's work in your life. I'll give you four ways. It's going to be four words, and I'm going to go through them. So let's look at it. Here we go. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Again, he's answering the question again. Of course not. Of course not. Don't you realize that you've become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? I want to talk about obedience for a second. Here's the thing, man. When we talk about obedience, it's not sexy. But it works. And Jesus said it was the sign of whether you're really following him or not. I'm going to say it again. See, a lot of times we think that a sign of following Jesus Christ is we come in here and we sing songs to him, and that's part of it. We hear messages. We may even read our Bible. And those are great things. Hear me. They're great things. But one of the ways you know you're responding to God's work in your life is you start to obey more. You obey the things you don't want to do. You take a... a, a, a evaluation of who you are, of your following Jesus, of where you're at, and you just, I don't want to do that anymore. And His Holy Spirit says, stop doing that, or stop, start doing this, and we just simply obey. I obey. I'm going to follow. Jesus said this, hear me, man, this is tough. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? It makes no sense, does it? He's calling us to a life of obedience. And look at it, and it's something we learn and we grow in, but look, it, it's super, super important. That's the first word. The second says you can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God. Again, the same word, which leads to righteous living. And then he says, thank God. Thank God. Once you were slaves to sin, but now you'll wholeheartedly obey his teaching we have given you. Just thank God. The second word is that there's gratitude. The first word is that that you've got obedience, that I'm obeying whatever God's calling me to do. I'm, I'm trying to obey it. The second is I've got gratitude. I'm grateful that Jesus Christ has saved me. I'm grateful for what Christ has done in my life. That a mark on my life when people are around me go, you know what? That, that, that's a grateful person. That guy's grateful. They don't complain. They abound in gratitude. Super important mark in our life. And a way you know that God is working in your life and you're responding to the work in his life. Man, you're just grateful. Things go bad, you're still grateful. Listen, you're still bad because you believe that there's a bigger plan. When things don't go your way, you're still grateful because you believe that God's working things for your good. That he's working in you 
that he's changing you. You believe these things and you're grateful. Again, a very difficult way to live. First word is obey. Second is, is grateful. And then he goes on to say, now you are free from your slavery to sin and you've become slaves to righteous living because of the weakness of your human nature. I'm using an illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Third word. You're not going to like it. You didn't like anything else today, so you might not like this one too. So, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ. We hate that word, don't we? I'm a slave to anybody. Yes, you are. You're a slave to sin. You're a slave to yourself. You're a slave to the devil. Or you're a slave of Jesus Christ. Paul, when he wrote Romans, the first week when we did Romans, Paul wrote the words, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ and a slave of God. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, started all the Gentile churches, which Gentiles would be anybody who's not Jewish, which is us, called himself a slave of God. How could we call ourselves anything different? So when you consider yourself a slave to Christ, it changes your gratitude and your obedience. I'm called to follow Jesus Christ. When we ask people to accept Jesus Christ, we ask them to accept him as our Lord and Savior. But he's the master. I'm the slave, not vice versa. Which leads me to the last one. He said, now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you become holy. Which is the last one. Is that we pursue holiness. That I want to be more like Christ. I'm not satisfied where I'm at. That I want to be like Jesus in what I say and what I think and what I do and the habits that I have. I want to follow Jesus. That I'm pursuing holiness. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk through them again. Obey. Gratitude. Slave. Holy. So let me ask you this question. Is God working in your life in those areas? What if today was a day that you made the decision, you know what, I'm going for it. I'm going to follow Christ. I know where this road leads. This road leads to death, and I've been on it a long time. Or I know where this road leads. I was on this path, and, and it kind of strayed, or whatever you want to call it, and I know it gets real theological. But maybe today is the day where you just simply make the decision that I'm going to choose Jesus. I'm going to choose life. I'm choosing Jesus Christ. I'm choosing life. I know that ends to death. I'm going to choose life. Greatest decision of your life. And if you want to know what kind of pastor I am, I'm the kind of pastor that rededicates himself all the time. And maybe you're here today, you need to accept Jesus Christ. Or maybe you're here today, you need to rededicate yourself to Christ again. Because the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. We can't just do what we want to do. We're following Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray for you. Have a decision to make today. Man, I'd love for you to make it. Leslie and I will be down front right here. Be down right here. Be my right, your left. If you need prayer, you can come to the front. Or our, Man, we would love to pray with you about whatever's going on in your life. But hear me, hear me, hear me. 
Don't walk out of here today just hearing another sermon. Walk out of here today saying, you know what? I'm going to reckon. I'm going to reclaim. I'm going to respond. I'm going to watch God work in my life. I'm going to pray for you that you do. Father, we come to you, Lord. We're all sinners. Lord, you know my sins. You know the sins of everybody in here, Lord. And that's why you came to give us life. That you, you loved us so much that you've given us your grace through your son Jesus that we don't have to pay the penalty for our sins. And that you have given us a new life. That, Lord, we can follow you. A life that's filled with joy and hope and peace. Even in the midst of difficulty. That you are the answer we need. So, Lord, I pray for the person here today that they would, they would choose you. That they would see that their whole life you've been pursuing them. For this one moment. For them to find you and find life. For them to choose you and have life. And then, Lord, I also pray for those here today that, Lord, we, we've heard these messages a lot. And we may even had moments where we kind of felt bad about the way we were living. But we've never rededicated ourselves to you and said, you know what, today's a day. I'm tired of the way I'm living. I'm giving myself completely to God. So Lord, I pray that you work in our midst. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.